The following program contains important but graphic material. These topics are designed to foster discussion, but may be objectionable to some. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. This program is a training program on human trafficking, sextortion, social media exploitation, and child pornography based on actual cases. Our mission is to eradicate human exploitation and bring predators to justice. Now, here is the host of the program, Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. It is a beautiful morning in Southern California. Welcome to following us today. This show is meant to be an education program, and I really am fighting myself today because rather than just to give you fact, 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 I find myself wanting to give my opinion. And this is not an opinion show, but you may get my opinion before it's over. I can barely control myself. Well, we are going to talk about change today. And uh, normally I talk about hardcore crime, crimes like sextortion and child pornography, social media exploitation, labor trafficking, sex trafficking. And we get into crime solving and what to look for and what the facts are and like that. And Many of you may know me, uh, know that for at least seven years now, I have looked at every human trafficking case in America, every child pornography case, and many, many sextortion and social media uh, cases. And I do this because I train first responders of all kinds. I've trained well over 100,000 people personally. And I, of course, archive these in our blogs um, on, if you go to exploitedcrimes.com, that's exploitedcrimes.com, and you click on listen, you can can see more than 50 shows on there and they're all by title you can download them you can look at them and uh, download them and and listen to them on your iPod or iPad or while you're doing the dishes we don't care you can listen to them in any time frame because this show goes out to well over a hundred countries and many many people who follow us are following us overseas the good news on this is that you can share this show with others just for simply by forwarding the links that you find there at Exploited Crimes. If you run your own podcast or your own website and you want to get an embed code and put the show on there, uh, we do that. We have several people that are rebroadcasting this show, and you're certainly welcome to do that if you want to. By the way, since I'm going to give opinions today, you are welcome if you are listening live to call in at 1-866-472-5788. The other thing I would like to say before I get deep into this is that please follow us on Facebook. You just go to Million Kids, M-I-L-L-I-O-N. That's because more than a million kids are trafficked each year throughout the world. And we get up each and every day of our lives trying to fight that and find some way to say never again should a child be violated. I uh, Before I really get into the change thing, there was a case this week that was on our Facebook page that caught my attention. And I, I just really, even though it's not necessarily about change, I just kind of want to share with you, to give you a foundation of my thinking, what I look at before I start to think of change. In this case, this is from Tacoma, Washington. The headline said, Tacoma Area Task Force. A shout out to them. Great job, guys. 
They disrupt gang members trafficking minors for sexual exploitation. What I'm talking about here are young people. There were 15 victims. One of them was only 13 years old. And they're caught up as part of a gang ring trafficking. I thought about that when I thought about change. You know, even even only about five years ago did I run into my first case where I realized that gangs were using gang girls to recruit other girls in school for the purpose of putting them in a gang sex trafficking ring and selling them out. It was a horrific case. I will never forget it. The parents of that fa- of that girl that was the victim there are still good friends of mine. And every now and then I see them on our Facebook page. And I, I pray for them still because what a horrific case it was. Can you imagine being 13, 14, 15 years old or older and you are nothing more than a revenue resource for a large group of gang members who have no conscience, who have no right or wrong, who have no limits on how far they will exploit you? Well, that's what was going on here. This was the Tillicum Park Gangsters. Uh, up in Tacoma, we identified these people as being particularly violent, and they were trafficking young people for income. Now, you talk about change. I remember when gangs wouldn't even touch anything to do with violating a child. In fact, if you went to prison and you had been violating a child, you were horribly violated yourself. But now we seem to have lost all sense of anything on this thing because now gangs are making their money doing this. And, you know, hats off to the Pierce County uh, law enforcement up there. They say they reduce gang violence by 60%. I want to give a shout out to this administration, quite frankly. I, you know, whether you like him, love him, or hate him, and you can hate him, it's okay if that's what your business is out there. But he is going after MS-13, and MS-13 are selling our kids. And we need to recognize that good progress. Because in this particular case I'm reading you, this thing was operated from jail. It's going to take a lot to shut these down. It's going to take you supporting law enforcement, okay, and teaching your children to respect law enforcement. I'm very concerned about what's going on in our society. We're not respecting the national anthem, and I'm not going down that route, but I'm going to tell you, you can protest a lot of things without spitting on our national anthem. Pick on something else, because you live in the greatest country in the world. And in this case, we had some exceptional law enforcement from Tacoma. They went out there, they went after these gang members, and and they rescued 15 victims, one of which was only 13 years old. When is our society going to join hands and start to give law enforcement their due? I am very, very grateful that they're willing to do this. I really am. Well, I'm going to talk about change here. And it's a big subject, okay? It's a big subject, but I think it's an important subject. What is happening here is our lives are changing at the speed of light, absolutely at the speed of light. I want you to think about your life just six months ago. What were you worried about six months ago? 
or a year ago? Or even what was your life like five years ago? That's nothing in the stream, the overall stream of our time frame. But it's an interesting thought. I was thinking about this the other day. I was looking at a, at a video, and they were drawing a TV, and they put some little pointed things on the top of them. And I thought, I bet you anybody in high school would not have a clue what a rabbit ear is, <laughs> okay? That's how we used to get our TV reception. We didn't have satellites. It wasn't coming in on our phone. And that was really only about five to 10 years ago. I was thinking that 10 years ago, people were still wearing pagers, okay? <laughs> Most young people today would never know what a pager is, okay? That's right. It would beep, you know, and and then you would find a payphone. Somebody wanted to reach you. They would get your pager number, just like a cell phone number. They would put in a code, and they would beep you, and so then you would get in your car and drive to a payphone. Now, most of our kids don't know what a payphone is, okay, that they would drive to a payphone and then they put in a dime or a quarter, and those pace phones were nasty, dirty boxes. I'm telling you, they never, ever got clean. And then you'd be able to call somebody. Hey, while I'm at it, remember reverse calling? Remember reverse calling? You know, that was when your poor relatives or your kid was at home at, or at school out at uh, college, and he didn't have any money, so he'd call an operator. Remember operators? <laughs> Nobody has an operator. They all have voicemail today. You would call an operator and you'd tell that operator, call my mom and see if they'll accept my call and pay for it. That was recalled, called verse, reverse calling. Well, communications have changed entirely since we've got all of this technology. I was thinking about this the other day. When was the last time you and your family went to dinner and put and left the phones in the car? And actually looked at each other in the eye and communicated. You know, you see all over the place, husband and wife out to dinner and they're both on a cell phone. Or the family with everybody on the cell phone. They might be texting each other across the table for all we know. But do you realize the power of going to dinner, sitting at dinner, sharing with each other how important your family is? Looking at each other in the eye and actually reading each other's soul, understanding body language, actually talking to each other to see what's important, to see what they're feeling. You see, the reason I bring this up is I believe people, parents especially, say, what can I do? I mean, this technology is changing everything in our lives and I don't like what I'm seeing. Well, you're the parent. Take your family back. I'd invite you to do that. If you still know how to cook in the kitchen, cook something. Lock the phones away. Pick a topic and ask each other what they think about it, what they feel about it. You see, what a prep or a predator does is they start out with, I believe in you. And they, and they begin to communicate feelings. But in today's age... One of the first things that goes in a family is that closeness together where that child understands they're important in the family unit and you want to know what they feel and what they think. And they may not know how to express it themselves, quite frankly. Our society has become a society where you can't feel. 
you know, look at how kids dance. They're not supposed to show any kind of actual emotion, you know. (laughs) Everybody is all about being cool and mainstream. And in the meantime, there's a whole world of buried feelings that are just ripe for the pickings when a pedophile gets on that social media taps into your child, and the minute your child gets behind electronics, they feel anonymous, they feel all-powerful, they deny their inhibitions, they overlook their normal instincts, and they begin to act on what they're really feeling. I think we can do something about this before it becomes a problem. Well, this is Opal Singleton, and you're listening to me rant this morning because we're talking about change. We're up against a hard break here, folks, so I ask you to stay with us. We'll be right back. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, The Grooming of America's Teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. You count. Tune into Interrevolutionary Radio and join the spontaneous wave of people all over the planet who, like you, are changing our world from the inside out. Follow the movement. Meet guests who are shaking things up. Call in and gain insights and courage to empower your own voice. Large or small, your part counts. So join us. Co-hosted by Helen Hillix, Todd Benton, and Chris Reeves. Interrevolutionary Radio airs live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time. 6 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Variety Channel. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You are listening to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. If you have a question or comment, please send an email to opal at millionkids.org. That's O-P-A-L at millionkids.org. Now, back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. Here again is Opal Singleton. Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited, Crimes Against Humanity. We are talking about all the changes that have gone on in our lives. And as opposed to actually crime and crime solving, I've been kind of wading my way through uh, this last week, as I look at at article after article, because I do massive amounts of research, and I find myself struggling with change. Now, all of us 
fight against change because, quite frankly, we all like control. And uh, when you when you put in change, then you have to like adjust your control. Can I still deal with this? And we have experienced in this generation, we are experiencing a massive amount of change. There might be more change going on in our society with this generation than any other time in history as outside forces are literally coming in and taking control of our lives. Uh, in the next segment, I'm going to talk about artificial intelligence and and how the media is feeding us particular information based on all the data that they gather about us, and then how that plays out with crime and crime solving. But right now, I want to talk about morality and changes of morality. And this is not meant to be a spiritual lecture or a religious outburst or any of that kind of thing, but I am just blown away at the changes in our society having to do with communication and how sex and sexual interaction is changing. In fact, I would invite you to just take a day today and do a moral calibration of your own lives, of your child's life, you know. What is right and what is wrong? Sit down, have a couple of days where you sit with your child and maybe go for walks and you talk about what what do you think, son or daughter, about this and this? What do you think? Is this right? Is this wrong? Rather than a lecture. Because it's a fascinating thing what is happening. Now that so many people can access our children, then what you're finding is there is a massive outside influence that is talking to your child about morality, spirituality, sexuality, morality, you know, things that were the holy grail for a parent. And I think this is significant in crime and crime fighting because what we once thought was immoral and disgusting is now just everyday fair. And, you know, one of the surveys I did at a high school, no, excuse me, at a church, I, I did a social media survey, and one-fourth of the kids in that particular youth group, now there could be a lot of visitors, we don't know that they're actual church members, but one-fourth thought that sex on the internet, excuse me, that sin on the internet was not sin because it's not real. And so it would be interesting to do your own moral calibration. Who am I? What do I stand for? And what do I believe is right and wrong? And it might be good to have an exercise like that with your child. In fact, one of the things I've thought, if you have a a teen that's 15, 16, 17 years old, buy two or three of your top teen magazines. Don't buy Teen Vogue. We're going to talk about that. Anyway, uh, buy a couple, three of those popular magazines and look through them together and say, this is an interesting article. What's your take on that? Is that offensive? Do you think that's okay? Do you agree with that? what you're thinking? And talk about both sides of the issue. Uh, you see, I think we're going to need a counterbalance. I, I kind of base this on something that happened. I heard a survivor of sex trafficking talk down in Orange County a couple of years ago, and she made a tremendous impact on me. She had been through just horrendous life of being a victim of sex trafficking. And what she said is when she first got started into it and she was being groomed and forced into doing things she didn't want to do, she said she would say to herself, okay, well, I'll do this for him, but I won't do that. 
okay? And then pretty soon she's saying, well, I'll, I'll do that for him, but I won't do this. Well, I'll do this, but I won't do this. And pretty soon she said there was no this. There was nothing that she had a decision to make on. Her calibration of right and wrong, not that she had a choice. I'm not blaming her. I am repeating her, her inside moral calibration where she would say to herself, oh, I know this isn't good, but I will do this for him, but I won't do this until there was no this. And I'm concerned about that. I thought that was a powerful statement on herself. And I think that that's important in looking at your family and your marriage. By the way, I, I have it on my heart to say this today, that if you think in your mar- that your marriage isn't solid, that you're not, you don't have strong relationship and strong respect between husband and wife, your child is going to experience that. And there is no way you're going to be able to hide that. And if one of the people in the party is fooling around and having an outside relationship, your child is going to experience the shame of that. They're going to know it whether you realize they know it or not. Your behavior will change. They will experience that. And they will process that for the rest of their life. So think about your life and what you're doing there. So I'm going to talk about how sex is changing, and this is going to get a little bit tough over the next um, probably 10 minutes of this show going into the next segment. You may or may not want your children to hear this. This is up to you. But I remember when a guy actually asked a girl out on a date, or they would even ask the parents if they could go if they're 13, 14, 15, okay? But today... You know, I had a girl not too long ago tell me that she would send a guy a naked selfie before they went on a date. Otherwise, they wouldn't go out with her. And I'm saying, is this a date that you're on? Or, you know, are you just setting this up for commercial sex, even if no money is changing hands? Because you're preparing him for sex. If you're sending a naked photo before you go on a date, You're setting the level of expectation there, or you are allowing him to set the level of expectation. And I say that because I say to myself, how do we teach our young people not to be low-hanging fruit in sex trafficking? As many of you have heard me say, the criteria for traffickers, for, for pedophiles or predators, pedophiles or predators is number one availability number two vulnerability and then attractiveness and risk you don't have to be pretty you just have to be available and attractive i i go on back page trust me pretty is not a requirement they will sell a 500 pound purple elephant they don't care if they can get money for it so what is interesting here is there's almost no societal talk these days about a sacred relationship and, you know, I I look at so many of these teen magazines. It's all about how to protect yourself against the HPV virus and pregnancy. In fact, the Center for Disease Control now recommends that 11 to 12-year-olds, did you hear me? 11 to 12-year-olds get doses of HPV vaccine to protect against cancers caused by HPV. 11 to 12. Prior to puberty, they wanted to 
inject them to get this. I'm not saying they're right or wrong. What I'm sharing with you is how our society has changed. I mean, you know, only five years ago, the big argument was abortion and whether we can or not, and condoms and whether we should or not. Then the, then the talk changed to can a, a child use whatever bathroom they want, depending on whatever sexuality, gender they decided they were going to take. And they were talking to our kids in grade school about that before our kids in grade school even knew what transgender is. So it's changed completely. How common is the HPV and health uh, problems caused by HPV? Well, the the CDC, Center for Disease Control, says about 79 million Americans are currently infected with HPV. Now, I think there's about 350 uh, Americans, and a lot of them are younger, okay? So 79 million are already have it, and they're expecting another 14 million to be infected this year. So that's pushing upwards of 100 million. So that's over a third, including men, women, and all children out there. So it's an interesting thing that's out there. So many of our kids now are turning to dating sites to date. And I'm very hard set against young kids being on there. When I looked at Tinder, which is the largest one in the world, and oh my gosh, that thing is huge. I don't don't remember how many millions are on there. But the age range is 13 to 25. So you are literally setting up a 13-year-old to meet a 20 or 25-year-old in Tinder. There's no restraint against it. The new one that's causing all the problem is my laugh out loud, my LOL, no child should be on it. Meet me is another one. Grinder is a dating site for, for a lot of teens and young people. And, it, you know, the stuff that you see on there is absolutely abusive. It is not dating. It is a website in the name of dating. I, you know, sometimes I like to watch IDTV. I like those crime stories on there. I like Homicide Hunter. He's my favorite guy out there. But they're advertising all the time live links. And this girl's shaking her booty and she's talking about and she's got her little nursing outfit on. And there is no doubt what they're selling on that baby. And it's open to the public. Be sure and call in. And it's a fascinating time on there. It's kind of like putting our 11 and 12-year-olds in the Musical.ly app and encouraging them to get 75,000 followers. If only 1% of them are pedophile, you have just taken a 12-year-old by the hand who wants to be famous, who wants to be loved, who wants to be popular, who wants to be Katy Perry, and led her through a room of 750 pedophiles, and that child wants their approval. Where are we going? We wonder how all this happens. People read my Facebook page and go, oh, my God, this is terrible. Well, think about what is leading up to it and how these kids are ending up there. We're up against a break. This next section, we are going to talk about Teen Vogue and their new research. They literally had a program, a tutorial for teenagers on anal sex. We'll go into it. We're getting ready to go up against this break. I would suggest at this point, if you have teenagers sitting around, you may want them to listen to it, or you may want to have them take out the trash. But I'm telling you, if it's a public article, we need to talk about it. Anal sex, a tutorial, 
for our teenagers in Ting Bogue, and they are defending it. Stay with us, folks. Be sure and share this show with everyone you know. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers, will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Psych Up Live with host Dr. Suzanne Phillips is an insider's glimpse at a life from a psychological perspective. It's a look at what matters to us. Why do we laugh? How do we cope with stress? Are men and women really that different? What is it about our relationships? How are they formed? How they work out? And why they sometimes don't? Every week is something new to engage you. Psych Up Live is heard every Thursday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll turn up your perspective on life. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Well, hello and welcome back to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Before we go into the next part of this, which is really a tough part, I want to say a great big thank you for everyone who finances this show and the other activity that we do. We also run Million Kids Missing Kids. Uh, About three weeks ago, we had seven missing kids in a week, and we will send out over 100,000 flyers and get, get it Uh, replayed several times and it is the followers of these shows that number one donate financially hold a fundraiser for us support our work and also help us find those missing kids and it is also the wonderful supporters that make these shows possible so that we can go into schools that we can educate parents on this show that we can go in live and talk to kids and I do I've done four school presentations in the last 24 hours so here we go today so but I want to talk about something that just ticked me off okay 
And this is tough business. And, you know, you have to be tough if you're going to do this business. But I'm telling you, we cannot take this setting down. And it is this kind of thing that I believe leads our kids into being low-hanging fruit, which is why I'm talking about it. Teen Vogue magazine, I believe it was last month, had an article. I have the article printed off. And because it is in a public magazine, I'm going to apologize in advance that this is so crude. But it is a public magazine, and we cannot bury our heads in the sand. And if you're listening to this show, you want to be educated, and you want to do something about it. So I understand this is not a Sunday school class. I'm going to tell you like it is. The headline for the article is A Guide to Anal Sex. Now, keep in mind, this is Teen Vogue. You know, 12, 13 to 17, 18-year-olds is their audience. The headline, A Guide to Anal Sex, Anal Sex, What You Need to Know. And this person that wrote this is Gigi Ingle, and they make no apologies for this. It starts out, when it comes to your body, it's important that you have the facts. Being in the dark is not doing your sexual health or self-understanding any favors. With that sentiment in mind, we're here to lay it all out for you. How kind of them. Lay it all out for you when it comes to anal sex. It's important that we talk about all kinds of sex because not everyone is having or wants to have penis in the vagina sex. If you do have penis in the vagina sex and are curious, are you are curious? Let me keep reading here. I've got a little note that I want to come back to about something else or finding that the type of sex is not for you. You'd just like to explore some of their options. Well, it's helpful to know the facts. And then they dive in. And it says, there's a lot of stuff on the internet about the anal. We don't suggest you Google it, but most you'll find is either porn or advice for experienced sexual persons looking to try something out. So what about the teenagers? What about the LBGTQ, young people? Q stands for questioning, if you don't know that. What about the LBGTQ, young people who need to know the truth? Well, I've got you covered here. Without all the run-of-the-mill hoopla, here's the lowdown. This is Anal 101 for teens, beginners, and all the inquisitive folks. That's how it starts. So they're not pulling any punches about what is going on. They have a great big headline in red. The anus is full of nerve endings that for some feel awesome when stimulated. And sex, though often stigmatized, Anal sex, though often stigmatized, is a perfectly natural way to engage in sexual activity. People have been having anal sex since the dawn of humanity. Seriously, they documented it back to Greece. So if you're a little worried about trying it out or having trouble understanding the appeal, just know that it isn't weird and it isn't gross. And they just keep going on and on in there. They define the prostate. It's often a feeling of fullness on there. The anus is not like the vagina. It has the ability to accommodate an infant's head by design. Did you get that? Let me, let me stop and read this. This is a public article. I'm sorry if I'm offensive. But all I'm doing is reading you what is being sent to our teenagers The anus is not as malleable as the vagina, which has the ability to accommodate an infant's head by design. It's very tight and on and on and on. And they talk about, you know, uh, go slowly, use lube, 
uh, oh, yeah, you'll come into some contact with fecal matter. Actually, they talk about, you know, oh, yeah, you're going to see poop. Everyone poops. It's a butthole. I mean, this thing just gets crazy. Okay. Now, I'm going to tell you that one woman is not going to take this setting down, and we are going to have her on the show next week. Her name is Elizabeth Johnson, and the reason why I'm preparing you for this is I admire this woman. I you know, have been traveling and like, and so I, it's taken me a while to get to this article. People were sending it to me, talking about it, sharing it with me, and saying, what, what can we do? Well, I'm going to tell you that one woman did something. Her name is Elizabeth Johnston, and she runs um, Activist Mommy. Uh, It's a website, and she literally took and burned that and made a YouTube of it, and it got 10 million hits. Praise the Lord that somebody has taken this on, and I want to help her begin to expand that because where, at what point do we stop? Now, I'm not an activist type, okay? I'm an educator. I'm here to educate first responders. I'm here to educate people on how crimes take place and like that. Very seldom do you see me taken to the streets with a street sign or burning a magazine. Uh, I have a different mission. But part of my mission will be to let you get to know Elizabeth Johnson because one of the reasons you're listening to this show is because you want to know what you can do to keep kids safe from predators and to stop all of this crime. And I believe one of the things that we have to do is take a hard look at how these kids become low-hanging fruit. I can tell you that teenagers that are buying or getting Teen Vogue and a mother and father who is not paying attention and allowing them to have that, these are low-hanging fruit because these are kids who are experimenting with sex and are experimenting with changing their morality. Again, availability and vulnerability. That's what I care about. How do I teach our young people to have empowering relationships and not exploitive relationships? I have to believe it starts at home and it starts with family and it starts with dialogue. I'm about to talk to you a little bit about literally what is happening in social media. You've heard other talks on this. But we are not going to be able to put enough filters on our phones to keep our kids safe. They are going to have encrypted messaging, chat rooms we won't see. They're going very shortly, you're going to have live streaming that you can add in images. In other words, you can take a clean image and make it pornographic and they will shortly be able to do it themselves. So it really is going to come down to having your child understand who they are, what they stand for, and develop a moral compass. I believe that's going to take starting way back at putting the family back together again. Having those dinners together, whether it's home, whether it's out, I believe that it's starting to teach a child to understand their feelings, understand the power of being a leader Understand the power of being a moral individual who has high standards because it is a slippery slope. Once a child starts down that path of experimenting out there 
and, you know, allowing themselves to be manipulated by another person trying to get their approval, whether it's in a video game chat room or whether it's by sending a naked photo prior to a date, whether it's by experimenting through video technology where you just simply flash your boobs, which will, by the way, lead to another photo. That's called sextortion. I mean, we have to look at the core cause here because this is the first generation that has had this much power, this much access, this much autonomy and making decisions while they're interacting with people. They need their approval and they don't know those people. And it is an absolutely explosive environment for trafficking, for sextortion, for becoming victims of pornography, for becoming victims of social media exploitation. We read the end results in these cases on me and kids' Facebook page. We do. And we go, oh, my God, that guy is a creep. He's a bee. He's, a, he's, a, he's, he's the lowest of the low. But one of the things that we can do about it is take a look at our young people and say, how do we teach them to put on armor so they are not low-hanging fruit? We must talk turkey to our kids. We must get kids to get back to looking to each other in the eye. We must get kids a way to talk about their feelings, not numb them down. Okay, to get them out, not just deal with technology. Laugh out loud means something completely different on the text than having an old-fashioned belly laugh. You know, being sextorted has a feeling of shame to them, but they have no way to communicate the terrible, literally, depression that goes along with that shame. We have to get back to looking at each other in the eye and expressing feelings and bonding. The first thing that a predator will do will offer your child family. Let's beat them to the punch. Let our kids know how important they are to this family and start to communicate. We're up against a break. We're going into the last section. I'm going to be talking about Netflix and Big Mouth. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Stimulating talk it gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers is the most important book a parent will read this year. Human trafficking is one of the fastest growing crimes in America. Three out of four victims are U.S. citizens. Most are our young people who have been lured into prostitution by a boyfriend or girlfriend or hook up with a newfound love on the Internet. Sometimes they are victims of blackmail as a result of sending a revealing photo. Sometimes it's catastrophic. Opal Singleton, president of Million Kids, has written a powerful book for parents, educators, civic leaders, and first responders about how predators use social media, apps, chat rooms, video games, and the dark web to access, groom, recruit, and exploit young people. It is truly a must-read for every parent, grandparent, and teacher in America. 
Seduced, the grooming of America's teenagers will help you understand how technology makes an innocent teen vulnerable to predators and how to talk to teens to keep them safe. Priced at $15.99 plus $4 shipping, Seduced can be ordered at millionkids.org. Share this with everyone you know. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to exploited crimes against humanity if you have a question or comment please send an email to opal at millionkids.org that's o-p-a-l at millionkids.org now back to exploited crimes against humanity here again is opal singleton Well, hello and welcome back. We are exploring the concept of change and how it really is affecting crime and more important, how it's affecting victims to prepare them, to groom them to be victims of crime and the slippery slope that it goes on to. Many of you know that I have written a book called, uh, excuse me, it's called Seduce, the Grooming of America's Teenagers. And in fact, I'm about to get my fifth shipment. It's supposed to be coming in this afternoon. By the way, you can order seduced at our website it is available at amazon but they only give us about three bucks for that i appreciate you know them handling it but if you will order it directly from million kids m-i-l-l-i-o-n.com excuse me dot org let's get that right millionkids.org if you'll order it directly, $16, I'll sign it, I'll package it, and I'll send it to you. It's all about the psychology of grooming and help you understand why I'm talking about the impact all of this has. We've been talking about change, and we've been talking about the anal sex article for Teen Vogue, and we are going to have Elizabeth Johnson on next session and have her talk about what she was able to do about it so that you can learn how to stand up against this. But one of the reasons I'm so concerned about this is one of the changes that is taking place in technology is artificial intelligence. And I want you to understand how that works a bit. You see, every email you send out, every website that you track is that you go on to is being tracked and that information is being sold. Up until recently, Google was the only search engine that wasn't using artificial intelligence, but they now are. So I want you to think about when you search, what happens? You can't hardly even read the articles because as soon as the article comes up, here comes all these ads. And it isn't, isn't it interesting? They're all ads on things that you have previously searched about. In other words, if you were looking for furniture, all of a sudden, you know, that new bed that you're thinking of is popping up on your recipe site that you're trying to get a recipe on. Or if you're, in my case, if I'm looking at a Nordstrom ad, I have a Chico's ad in 15 seconds and they already know my size and what color I'm looking at. So what is happening in, and if you've ever had a, a uh, one that you have, I'm sure, on your cell phone, it'll say, can we use your location? All of those are being sold. Even Snapchat just gave your children Snap Map so they can track where you're at. So many of these things have GPS on them, and they're selling your location and your interests and all the things that you're searching. So why is this important? Well, think about this. I, we just looked, I just looked at 
an article about anal sex, okay, on Team Vogue. So now I am starting to get all these ads from uh, from uh, uh, Amazon, and it's got a great big picture of a dildo complete with on and off switch, okay? A big picture. I mean, this thing's huge. And it's right in the middle of all my other stuff. But when I go to look at the teen ad right there, Amazon selling me sex story toys. In fact, it said, uh, click here to look at the top 10 sex toys. So now your teenager from Teen Vogue not only gets to see about how to have sex in the anus, but they get Amazon and the top 10 sex toys. So while your child is out looking at all these other things, they're developing an artificial intelligence uh, profile where other things will then be sent to them, including if they go on sites like uh, Tinder, those dating sites that are out there. There's a new app called House Parties. I'm very concerned about it where people can all get together and meet exclusively. And these ch- chat rooms are becoming encrypted, so you won't be able to see what is going on in there. They'll have live streaming that you can't see that disappears. And so all of this new technology One of the things that will be happening is they're building profiles and will be offering similar articles to your child. So where do we stop all this? Well, I promised to talk about Big Mouth. I couldn't believe my eyes. You know, I, I mean, I know every generation feels like the previous generation's going to hell in a handbasket. And oh, my grandma says, what is ever going to be happening to these people? Okay, I get it. And I'm a grandma. And you know, sometimes I think this generation is going to hell in a handbasket. Okay. However, I talk into schools and I'm going to tell you that 90% of the kids I see are good kids who want to do it right, who want to succeed, who intend to take care of themselves, who who care deeply and want to change the world. And let's maximize that. Let's give them the parental foundation they need to do this. But for those others, their Netflix has a new movie out, a new movie out called Big Mouth. Big Mouth is disgusting. Go to YouTube and look at the trailer. Do not follow this this movie. There's a, there's a series. There's many of them. They're animated cartoons that are, in fact, child pornography. I kid you not. I looked at it. I want you to look at it. I looked at a review of this. I want you to look at that review. Big Mouth is named after Kroll's own self-labeled physical feature. It's a suburban schoolyard mixed with surreal elements, you know, talking sperm. Isn't that cute? Talking genitalia, whatever kid needs, whatever child needs, okay? Talking genitalia. Basketball playing penises. Now, that ought to keep a relationship sacred, you think? Penises that look like Michael Stipe. Dogs that look like Nathan Fillion, and let's call them rampaging dildos, okay? Yes, they teach our children sexuality. They talk about ejaculation. They talk about dancing penises in there. Enough sexual There's enough sexually explicit language during one of the season's fourth wall break that, that a wall breaks. I'm reading a review here. There's enough sexually explicit language that during one of the season's occasional fourth wall breaks, okay, 
A character actually questions if some of this is considered child pornography. Well, I looked at it. I think it qualifies because you have children having sex and it's in an animated image that is being fed out in the name of a movie. Now, what are we going to do about that? The fact that Netflix has that on and that Netflix is in most of the households in America At some point, we need to join the likes of Elizabeth Johnston and say, you are not doing that to my kids, and you are not doing that to my family. Now, I know that I've just crossed the line here. This is an educational program, and I've gone into opinion, opinion, and I'm on the verge of being an activist, okay? But when I see talking penises, when I see anal sex being touted as perfectly normal and something our teenagers ought to be exploring, we must come down somewhere on the line of talking to our kids about not being low-hanging fruit. This is the grooming of America's teenagers to set them up to be low-hanging fruit, to make them vulnerable to our predators that are out there and you will read about them on me and kids facebook site and go oh my what's next this is opal singleton the show is called exploited crimes against humanity if you want to share your opinion with me you can do that at opal o-p-a-l at me i praise you every one of you who send us the money i am not paid through me and kids i'm paid through the department of justice we are taking this battle to the forefront of this we have to do everything we can to keep our kids safe from predators if you want to donate to this show, you can do that by going to meandkids.org. Find that donate button, hit it, and I'll appreciate it. I'll send you a thank you myself. Please share this show with everyone you know. Forward it, read it, hear it, share it, put it on your website, do everything you can. And let's get this word out. We're taking our children back. It is time to stop the slippery slope. Never again should one of these children be victims of a predator. This is Opal Singleton. The show is Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. We will see you next Thursday with Elizabeth Johnson. Have a great week. Thank you for tuning in this week to Exploited Crimes Against Humanity. Please join your host, Opal Singleton, for another edition next Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. We'll have another important discussion next week.